Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, wherever you are in the world. Happy Sunday. Welcome to another Solution Sunday. I'm Lisa Warner. I'm the author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing and creator of Solution Sunday, where the soul is the solution. And I am here this morning with my friend, Don L. Davis, a multidimensional healer and oracle who guides busy, successful women to connect to their soul, to find the missing pieces of their lives so they can become the impactful leaders and change agents they came here to be. And Don L has a fascinating background that you guys are gonna love because we're gonna talk about everything that I normally talk about in here that we all talk about. So Don L, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> On the first day of May, after a huge eclipse portal and all that fun stuff, like what a great way to start off this right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. It, there's a lot that feels like a fresh start. There is very much the energy of a fresh start. Yeah, we're starting. It feels like there's a whole, a whole new chapter that's available to us in our lives. So yeah, it's a great time to be here with you. Ah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's a great time to be alive on this planet mm -hmm. as we usher in this whole new timeline, new era, you know, new consciousness, whatever you want to call it. You know, you can look at it in, you know, all of those are true. Yeah. And, you know, I think that this time period is a period of that massive shift. You know, obviously all of it is, but you know, there have been a lot of things going on kind of energetically and behind the scenes on this planet recently, where, you know, we have been in uh, the state of dark and light and dark is not bad and light is not good. Daytime is not better than nighttime. No. Nope. But when, when the darkness has too much energy, when there's too much emphasis, on the darkness. That darkness is consciousness itself, just as the light is. And the dark has been ruling this planet for a very long time. Yes. Shame, blame, fear, doubt, guilt, worry, right? And humans take on those roles of the darkness. Either you know, we can be seduced by the dark or we can shine our light. The darkness mm -hmm. has no power over the light whatsoever. The darkness cannot create. The Only the light can create the light mm -hmm. of source. And when mm -hmm. you walk into a dark room and you flip on the light, ta-da, the dark is all gone. Yep. <laughs> so the yep. only thing that the dark can do in order to have any power at all is to make the light look at the dark so fully that the light simply dims itself. Mm -hmm. So this is what's been going on on this planet for a really long time. And we're going to talk I, all about I this today it. because this is the state of the soul. The soul is the light itself. We are light mm -hmm. incarnate, light mm -hmm. in physical bodies. Yes. So Donnell, you have a really fascinating background. Will you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah I love it. And I love this topic. It, it's, it's what I've been teaching on. So I cannot wait to dive into it. 
Um, but just a little bit about me. I have been doing um, embodied soul leadership work with women across the world. Um, I started my entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey. I can't say that too fast. In 2013, <laughs> when I had my first daughter, she kind of initiated me into really following my purpose and my heart. Um, but before that, I was in corporate America, maybe like some of your listeners. And um, I had a successful career, but it was actually, I was in pharmaceutical sales and management for a good bulk of my career. And that was um, my first awakening because I had this this job and this life that um, on the outside looked so, um, it was so seductive. You know, there's like, you're saying the dark is so seductive in ways. And it was, it was um, seductive in the sense that, you know, I made great money. I, I, I had all these perks. And so nothing wrong with that, right? I'm, I'm all about abundance for the soul. The issue though, was that I was kind of um, in an, in an energy of doing something that I wasn't aligned with. And that was my whole life back then. Uh, you know, when, when we talk about soul, the state of the soul, one of the biggest states of the soul is misalignment. And when you're missile in, you know, in misalignment, a lot of things can go wrong. And so for me at that time in pharmaceutical sales, I was my first couple of years, I was like one of the number one sales reps and I was doing great, but I was, by the third year, I was there for six years. By the third year, I started getting really sick and I was having, you know, stomach aches and migraines and all these things happening. And I was, I was only 30 years old at that time. And I couldn't figure out why I was so sick. I just thought, I mean, I grew up with a mom that was very always sick and I thought, well, I guess this is just the way life is. Like I'm, so, I'm just, I keep going, keep forcing, keep doing, keep making things happen. And eventually I had to go see a doctor. And one of my doctors actually, who I called on um, as a rep, she was somebody that initiated me on my path. And you never know who's gonna initiate you on your path. And uh, I went to her and I said, hey, could you give me, a pill for this anxiety and this, this depression, or I I'm feeling a lot of stuff and I, I don't want to feel this way because it's, it's, I I'm, I'm feeling really sick. And she looked at me, she goes, how old are you? And I said, I'm 30. And she, you know, said to me, she goes, yeah, no, I'm not going to give you a pill. She goes, you need to go see a chiropractor an acupuncturist. You need to change your diet. You need to go work out and you need to start meditating. And she's like, you come back to me in six months and let me know how that goes. And I, I never even heard of an acupuncturist or any of these things. And I was like, but I just, I just want a quick fix. Like I just, I need to get back to work. I can't keep letting this take up my, you know, my energy and space. I had no idea how programmed I was to think that there was a pill that was going to fix this, fix the state of my soul, you know? And so I, literally, you know, started this journey back then of, you know, acupuncture, chiropractic and all that. And the acupuncturist introduced me to energy work. And then I happened to be at the same time, ironically, my soul, your soul is always guiding you, even if you don't think it is. I was always into the metaphysical world. And all through my twenties, I was taking classes on intuition, energy. And I happened to be in an 18 month apprentice program for intuitive, you know, like clairvoyance and all that kind of stuff. And so as I was in that role of my life in pharmaceuticals on the side, I was doing psychic readings. I started out doing psychic readings and I would hand out, I printed up business cards and I handed them out to my friends. And that is how I started to build my business ironically. And so that went on. I wound up actually leaving pharmaceutical sales trying to stay in the corporate world. My headaches and my stomach aches went away after I left the pharmaceutical industry because um, I was under so much stress and I just didn't understand any of it. I had to get divorced. I had to literally, that was the first um, kind of clearing of an identity that I had. And that was the identity. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners have woken up in their lives or they will. And they'll, they'll wake up to the fact that they're living a life that was based on what they thought they should do. 
And that's who I was at that time in my life, that precious time. I thought, you know, I followed my, in my parents' footsteps, you know, everything that was told of me down to my marriage. And so I literally, and I don't suggest this for everybody, but I literally decimated my entire life at that time, got out of the pharmaceuticals, got out of my marriage and completely started over, but it took me time to get on the path that I am now. And so in 2013, when I was, you know, in a new relationship, having my daughter had been doing all those readings, I decided to follow my heart. And then it led to where I am today, which is a whole other evolution, but that's how it all started. Wow. That's fascinating. And, you know, it's kind of funny that, you know, when you were in the pharmaceutical realm, you were feeling sick, you know, and the entire focus of the pharmaceutical realm is on people feeling sick. And And it's not to heal the, it's not to heal the core it's a band-aid and there's, there are um, categories of illness like made up, you know, for to sell a drug, you know, to find oh, a new way to sell into that. Yeah. So that, that was really, that was where I started to film. It wasn't just the stress. It was what I was being asked to do and what I was being asked to do at that time was literally to bribe doctors and to take them out to dinners and pay them to go to dinner, to take another doctor out to dinner and convince the other doctor to use my product. Like it was money was the currency and, um, and just like full on, like having to like, you know, say things and do things that were out of integrity. And so I sold to the devil. Yeah. You know, if, I don't know if you're familiar with um, archetypal work, but like I, that the prostitute archetype where you're, you feel like you have to, like, in order to stay in that job, I had to do something that was out of alignment with my heart and what I believed in. And I, I didn't know at the time how, how to get out of that. Cause it was, it seemed like I was one of the only ones that was like, well, why are we doing this? This isn't in the, the leadership team of the company. They, um, you know, they actually got sued by the FDA and all these things. The company is no longer even around because of all this stuff. But at the time, it was like, talk about mass brainwashing. You know, like it was kind of like all the reps, the pharmaceutical representatives were brainwashed to think it was normal to behave like this and to pressure doctors and to lie to doctors and to pay doctors. And it was like, what is, what is this? You know, I'm like, why are we doing this? Why are we making up ways to, you know, repackage and reformulate and sell Prozac for women that have bad cramps at their menstrual time, like what for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And I, I couldn't understand any of it. And so it contributed to me getting sick because I, I, I felt so like I was doing something wrong, but I was the only one, one of the only people that felt that way at the time because of the brainwashing. And that's like actually reality, right? We're so brainwashed and you have to think out of the box and be a little unconventional for a while or hopefully the rest of your life in order to realize that we're living in this, this mass programmed reality. Exactly. You know, and you know, they call it TV programs for a reason. <laughs> And, you know, I, I find it really curious that more people don't question the, the programming. You know, when we look at, when we turn on, t- I don't have watched TV in years, but when I go anywhere and there's a television on, <sighs> like every other commercial is, there's a pill for that. Ask your doctor for this. And every other commercial is for a brand new drug for a brand new disease. I'm like, where are all these diseases coming from? And I mean, yeah. it's completely obvious to me, but it doesn't seem like it's completely obvious to others, but you, you use those words too, that they're making it up. Yeah. And there's, I think there we're living, you know, the real issue, you know, although there is a pandemic of 
what we were dealing with. The real pandemic is the fact that there's so much pain and fear that people don't know what to do with. You know, they're, they're so, they were like me at 30 where they knew something was wrong or they might feel it, but they don't know what to do with it. And instead of having the wisdom, because nobody teaches, like you're teaching this, I teach this now, but to go into your body, like your body's literally the barometer of your soul. And it's saying, Hey, something's off. Like come to me, talk to me and figure out what's going on. But what we do is we outsource our, our problems to a doctor that has authority, right? And I'm not saying doctors aren't amazing, but you, it, it, a doctor's relationship with a patient should be co-creation. It should not just be like, hey, tell me what's wrong with me. Give me something, fix me. No, that's never actually gonna fix the problem because we have to go within. The whole reason you're sick is because, like that's what I didn't realize when I was in my, at that situation is when I went to the acupuncturist, she, li- she literally said to me, um, I didn't tell her anything that was wrong with me except for my migraines. And she put her hand, I will never forget this because at that time in my life, that was, this is completely foreign to me, but she put, she did a body scan of me and she went over my stomach and she, she couldn't move her hand. And she goes, oh my God, your, your solar plexus. I didn't even know what a solar plexus was. Your solar plexus, your stomach, you're holding so much energy here and you are so angry and you're so stressed about your work and you're you're gonna get really sick if you don't change your job and it was like what like how is she even seeing this number one what is she talking about you know and I she goes you need to talk to your body she would say weird things to me like you need to talk to your knee and I'd be like this woman is crazy (laughs) but now all these years later, of course, I was like, I get it now, but we're not taught to do that. Everybody's taught to go to the doctor, fix your problem and just numb your pain and get on with your life and go back to what you were doing before, because everybody wants to be able to stay doing what they're doing. But they're, but meanwhile, their body's breaking down, trying to tell them you're in the wrong job. You're in the wrong relationship, whatever it may be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's crazy but um you know just that like you say the whole mind mind control brainwashing you know that we are body mind and soul and we each have everything we need to keep ourselves healthy and whole but because from the time we've been little kids, we've been taught that there's an authority figure, whether it's the teacher, the preacher, the parents in the beginning, um, you know, the doctor, you know, get the government, you know, give away your power. There's somebody that knows better than you do. Well, unfortunately, there's the problem right there. Nobody knows us better than we do. Nobody knows our body better than we do we're the only ones living in this thing it's like we're the ones that know it from the inside out there is not anybody else on the planet that knows our body better than we do no and the problem is i think from childhood is that we're not taught to feel you know i have two daughters i have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old and one of the questions i often ask them is how does this make you feel or how do you feel in your body what is your body telling you and I never was asked questions like that as a child and it, no offense to my parents, but we aren't taught to go within and resource our answers from inside of ourselves. We're taught, you know, to look to the external world. And so I think one of the, you know, kind of big game changers for the kids that are coming to the planet now are these parents that are a little bit more awake you know, a little bit into more their consciousness and are going to start to teach kids how to pay attention. Exactly. You know, and the parents who are now awake, um, they understand that we are souls in bodies and that we're here to live in peace and harmony with the earth, with each other, with our bodies, you know, and they're here they're helping to teach that so it's these children that come in who have the awake parents who will they won't forget who they were yeah they won't have to go through such a massive 
you know, we, you and I were talking a little bit about how there's a state of amnesia, you know, you forget who you are because you spend so much of your life coming into this and being programmed. And then it's like, there's that portion of your life. And then there's the portion where you're unforgetting, you know, like you're like reminding and letting go of all the programming. And then you finally step into like, oh, I'm going to access, now I know how to access peace and let go of suffering and all that. But it's like this whole journey and, and so much of it is spent on having to, for, you know, unravel all that programming. That's what most people are doing. And they, and it's, it's, it's challenging sometimes, but it's the way to liberation. Indeed. You know, we've been programmed since childhood, you know, our pro our parents were programmed, their parents were programmed, you know, so we go back to looking at, you know, the dark and the light, just pure energy because the dark has no power, the only power the darkness has is to take the light, which are, is the creation, you know, the ability to create and turn the attention away from the ability to create. So if we were all, if we all remembered who we were, We'd be creating heaven on earth. We wouldn't be living through any of these pandemics and wars and diseases. They wouldn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. We simply wouldn't create them. Mm -hmm. And we're we are being programmed to create the very things that we don't want. I think part of the problem is that so many people are afraid of the darkness, and I one of i i i am uh i've used plant medicine in the past to help me kind of accelerate i don't think every it's for everybody but um it's been a big huge part of my journey and um there was a point where when i was having a journey i had the realization i was afraid of the dark and i had a such a big beautiful profound but very simple message come through that until you accept the darkness, you're not going to fully be able to access all the light, you know, because you have to go to the darkness. And it was such a simple statement at that time. And it was back, I, th I think it was actually in 2020. And uh, it informed my work in ways that I never even imagined, because I literally now believe that until we accept all of our darkness, only then are we like the open vessel to receive all the beauty and joy that we want. Because otherwise the, the parts of ourselves that we are denying and repressing because we don't think that they're good or we're ashamed of them or they're, they're bad. It's, it's literally like we're only operating from this much of a bandwidth, you know, when you're only accepting parts of yourself, you know, and everything with soul work is about coming home to yourself and being whole. Well, the only way you can do that is if you accept all of you. And when you accept all of you, then you're able to receive all of the abundance that creator wants for you to have. You know, like there's no blocks to abundance. It's, it's our own thinking, our mental body, our emotional body that tells us we're not allowed to have certain things. God plays a big game. God wants us to have everything, whatever you believe source, but people, my, I, most of my work, I find, is just getting women to actually love and accept themselves and to alchemize their past, bring new meanings to the events that happened in the past, to those stories, because those stories are keeping them tethered to a past that does not empower them. And they wonder why they're sick and miserable and they're living these lives that they don't really want. Because they're still like a prisoner of their past and those in that old thinking, right? But it's all about, you know, like you hear, like everybody talks about shadow work and all these things. I am a huge proponent of shadow work, but really all it is, is you got to be okay with the darkness. Because if you're okay with your darkness, then you can alchemize it to the light. This planet has darkness. It's all over the place. Like you said, it's, it's rampant right now. And if people are like, well, what do I, you know, I often have people say to me, but what do I do in a world like this? Be the best version of yourself and cast light everywhere. Shine your light everywhere, which means you have to 
like be your own leader, right? Lead your own healing, coming home to yourself. And then that energy gives permission to other people as well to heal. Precisely. You know, when I was going through my, my bout of cancer, being attacked by cancer, I knew that the medical model was not going to be my answer, that, you know, I was not going to go through chemo or radiation. Or, those, those things scared me far more than the cancer itself. And what I realized going through my journey was, you know, when I got really quiet and I started asking myself the questions, you know, what do I need to know about this? All of a sudden, all the answers became completely obvious, mm. became clear. It was like, hey, Lisa, you're not being attacked by cancer. It's not what's happening to you or anybody else. Your body is responding to your emotional state. You got to clear out the emotional energies, clear out the shame, the blame, the doubt, the guilt, the fear, and your body is going to come right back to normal. And I knew in that moment that my fear of being attacked by cancer, my fear of disease was the thing that was literally stopping my, my healing. Wow. You can't be afraid of what's going on in your body and heal. It's completely impossible. It's not it's not possible to heal while you're in fear. You can't serve two masters at the same time. Exactly. So until we start to look and see that these diseases, they're biologically meaningful. Our bodies are doing it. Our bodies are producing those very symptoms on purpose. And we have to see that there is a meaning and a purpose behind them. And the purpose is always our survival. Our mm. bodies are never fighting us. Our bodies are always functioning exactly the way they're designed to function. I love that. So I when, love that. Yeah, you know, and, and that's true. Like that's biological law. Uh, you know, just, you know, universal law. We, most people know about the law of attraction. Well, the mm -hmm. law of attraction works the same for all eight or nine billion people on the planet. Like, you know, it doesn't favor one over another. It doesn't work sometimes and not the other times. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's constant. Universal laws are constant. And our bodies are built on a blueprint of perfection. Mm. And they're constantly working exactly the way they're designed to function. But our attention, the darkness, has diverted our attention away from the well-being that is always here 100% of the time. In every nanosecond, there is well-being. Our bodies are functioning the way they're designed to function. But because our attention has been moved over to, oh, you're not okay. Your body's not okay. There's something wrong with you. And There's somebody else has the power, not you. Like when when you're when you're saying I'm not okay, but and you think that there's something or someone outside of you that needs to help you fix it, then just that thought alone, you've already relinquished so much of your power. Exactly. So like that focus, like you're saying, of focusing on the something's wrong with me. Because just when I'm listening to you say this, I'm thinking if people could just, if, if the, if the biggest like kind of turnaround when you are sick, things are going wrong, instead of saying something's wrong with me, I'm not okay to actually say, oh, my body is working in divine perfection, trying to get my attention. What do I need to do to assist it? Mm -hmm. Then it's a whole different conversation, which is, I'm sure what you teach, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, good morning, Rochelle. Nice to have you on here this morning with us. <laughs> Rochelle. Oh, is it Rochelle? Hi, Rochelle. Rochelle is our friend. <laughs> Yay. We have Marcy and Michelle and Shannon and Susan and Kinsey and Delbert. My dad. <laughs> and oh, Brenda. Brenda. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Yeah. So, you know, what I learned 
when on my journey was that when the symptoms appear in our bodies, mm -hmm. that's actually when the body goes into healing. So we're actually not even sick. We're healing. We, wow. the darkness has flipped the programming. I, I, you know, I talk about, we live in this third dimensional inverted matrix where everything is backwards. Everything is the exact opposite of what's actually true. Mm. You know, the ideas that we're not okay, that we're, that we're not enough, we don't have enough, we're sick, you know, all of these ideas of who we are not, you know, humanity has been exploring the who we are not for a really, really, really long time. <laughs> so you know in this inverted matrix we have been taught that we're not okay and that there's something wrong with our bodies neither of which is ever true <laughs> yeah I agree with you and it's so funny that you're saying that because I was just thinking when I first started in my journey of helping people heal um healing from you know the my former consciousness to where it is now i used to think i had to help people fix themselves like healing was like fixing and you know and all these different things and now all i think of it is very simply is just coming home to yourself and removing all that noise all that like all that stuff you're saying it's just like literally just moving that out and there's a million different ways to do it right you know i do I have so many different things but it's like and I'm sure even with the stuff that you teach, it's like, there is a, there is a moment where our soul fractures, you know, like whether it's like you're a little kid and, you know, your mom does something and then all of a sudden you create this new story and your body goes into like a whole nervous system response. And then that time at three years old, like a part of you shuts down or doesn't operate in your whole life. You're trying to, you're trying to heal that. You're trying to come back to yourself and heal that thing that happened at three, but people don't realize that, you know, and they think, oh, I'm damaged and nobody, you know, this thing happened to me at three and I'm not loved and I'm not, whatever it was, the story was, we all have our thing that happened. And it's, it's, it's tragic to me in some ways that we think something's wrong with us. And it, it, I even th used to think it because I just, I think I kind of, you know, had to go on my own journey to realize like, oh my God, nothing's wrong with me. I'm just disconnected from my wisdom, my truth, the, the love that's available to me in the highest forms. I was just disconnected. And this, this planet does not necessarily have a system to promote natural coming back home to yourself. Like you said, it's like, what's wrong with me and focusing on all the lack. There's so much focus on lack versus the abundance of everything that's available to us. Exactly. You know, and because, because we have been living in this inverted matrix, instead of living in harmony with the earth, and the natural rhythms and cycles of the planets and the sun and the growing seasons and everything. We're just simply shipped off to school right away. We're disconnected from the earth. We're sent into a classroom to sit in a box all day long in a chair, listening to the teacher, filling our minds with all sorts of virtually useless information. So that right there, drives a wedge between the mind and the soul that's programming the mind to look over here look over here look over here don't look at the soul look over here look at <laughs> yeah so right from the get-go there's that major split that happens the disconnection from the naturalness of who we are exactly it, it's truly a disconnection and it's like you it's like the one thing with nature which is your greatest teacher and it and provides you like the, there should be like a like a, a symbiotic relationship with the earth that one thing is quickly taken away you know and you're you, like you said you're programmed to sit still and do these things and you know it was really interesting um I went to I was in the Amazon rainforest just like a week ago <laughs> yeah I was like yeah it was and um 
in Peru. And um, I was in nature like I've never been before. And I was, I was sitting there and I was, I, I received so much intel for my soul because it was so quiet and the energy was so pristine and profound and potent. I was like, oh my God, everybody just needs to like disconnect from the noise and come out to a place like this. It doesn't have to be Peru, but it could be like the mountain range that's close to your house or the ocean or something and just be and start to feel the rhythm again you know, and access this wisdom that is inherent to our physical bodies because our bodies are like part of the earth, but it's, we're so disconnected from that. We're always on these phones and we're always, you know what I mean? It's like, and for me, it was such a great reminder of, and I felt like in that one day that I was, I had, cause we were on this crazy travel schedule, but that one day I had in the jungle, I healed more in that one day than I had probably in months. And when I say heal, I just come back home to myself, remembered my divinity, you know, all that kind of stuff and got answers to so many things that have been big questions in my life. And all it was is that I was still and I was having a symbiotic relationship with the earth in that beautiful space. Exactly. I love that. You know, it, it is. It's coming back to wholeness, to harmony. You know, it's reharmonizing ourselves. Mm -hmm. Coming back to our wildness. Like that's one of the things I teach is, you know, I have a very much of a wild woman archetype in me and I've had to reactivate it because I forgot for so much of my life. And, um, you know, we are, you know, whether it's a, a wild woman or a wild guy, but the, I'm, when I say that, it's, it sounds kind of crazy, but it's like that part of us that's primal that knows how to be symbiotic with earth that that follows the rhythms and the cycles of of nature and feels comfortable doing all these different things and doesn't always operate according to linear time we've forgotten that and so we have to come back to that aspect of ourselves you know i teach at least women that and so that they can start to harmonize again exactly you know and i love that you you use the word pristine you know, our soul is pristine. Mm -hmm. It's innocent. It's pristine. It's unadulterated. It is pure light, pure source, the living life force energy of the universe. And that original wound, you know, when we were two or three years old and, you know, coloring on the you know, making a really pretty picture on the wall for mommy with the crayons. And all of a sudden it's like, what? It's like Whoa, what did I do? Like we were just being like, we didn't do anything malicious or we were just trying to do something beautiful. And all of a sudden we're just knocked flat, you know, and, and that original wound then becomes the center of our life you know that betrayal we all of a sudden we realize it's not safe to be here you know the ones that are supposed to love us unconditionally that's not unconditional <laughs> you know the, yeah and so you know we we end up operating from our wounds yep so much of my life so much of my life and what I teach from is I was living from my wounds I have a whole body a whole body of work that is just my you know when I say it like I so much of my life you know like decades like decades where I was just choosing from that fractured wounded part of myself that believed I didn't deserve more but it most of it for all, most people is unconscious for me, my greatest teacher has been my relationships. And I had no idea how, how divine and design I was choosing so that I could actually heal and come back home to myself. But it was so unconscious. I'd pull in the same type of partners. There'd be like these things happening. And it wasn't until I was in my last relationship that I had this morning where I woke up in 2017. I'll never forget it. And I was like, why? does this keep happening to me? What is going on? And I, you know, 
I think for some of my life, I felt victimized by what was happening. And I know a lot of our listeners probably are like, why does this happen to me? What's wrong with me? It's like that whole lack thinking, right? Like what's, you know, why me? And I was listening to a podcast that morning and I remember, I'll never forget, I was sitting outside and I had my little daughters, they're like three and one. And uh, this gal was saying, oh, you have to, you know, you're, you've created your whole life. Your whole life is a reflection of all your choices you've made and all these things. And if there's something about your life that you don't like, well, what did you do to create that? And I remember listening to her and I wanted to like throw like my phone up, like down. Cause I was so angry. I was like, cause I had so much chaos in my life at that time. And I was like, this girl, she's crazy. What is she talking about? I didn't create that. Like I didn't make this happen. But in that moment, I had a full on, like, I was so angry, like at that thought that maybe I had to do with what was happening in my life. And then in an instant, I was like, oh my God, I created this life. If I created all this chaos, then I can create something amazing. Like I, it was like this, just like a a switch that, because I was like, and then, I, then, and then it like awakened in me figuring out why am I in this relationship? How, what part of me chose this? Because when we say we're creators, it's not just the good that we create. We also can create the darkness, like you're saying, because we're coming from the lack. And I like looked at my life and I was like, okay, I have some really beautiful things happening, you know, and I, it was the reflections of the parts of me that were whole, you know, in my work or, you know, with my children. But this other piece of me was so fractured and so wounded and so unconscious that I couldn't even see straight to understand what was happening. But it was in that moment that I started to go, okay, God, show me what I need to know or see about myself so I can start to understand this and change this. And my whole life opened up, you know, in a way that I was always, and this is the thing that the soul at your higher self and God always brings you back to the answers. Like you ask the question, the answers will come without a doubt. And I had this incredible opportunity in that relationship to find my wholeness. And it wasn't what people would think about like what wholeness might look like, but it was reclaiming my power my strength that all those wounds from my childhood that I had incurred, like healing those parts of myself so that I could see straight again. And I wound up ultimately leaving the relationship. Um, but eternally grateful that I had this mirror in my life to show me where I needed to heal. And that's what people don't understand. Like everything is just mirroring back to you. Your soul has created so many opportunities for you to heal. It's just, we, we, we are too busy being the victim and blaming our circumstances when in reality, or, or thinking that we don't deserve better. You know, I, I see that too, where people are kind of like, I don't deserve better than this. I just have to settle and take this. And I'm like, no, you don't, you don't have to settle and take, I just, I, I look at, you know, at people and they're so, um, the darkness has done such a great job on them thinking that this is all there is. This is all there is. And I, I feel like part of my life, my mission is to show people, no, there is a whole beautiful life waiting for you outside of the pain and suffering that you've been feeling. And I've, I've chosen to dismantle my life many times so that I could go for the things and the healing and the things that are going to make me happy. And that's part of it is we have to be willing to take the leaps and the risk to answer the call of our soul. Did your soul is going to ask you to do things that you might be like, but that's my, but I'm comfortable here. I make it like, you know, for me in pharmaceuticals back then, I was making so much money as a 30 year old. I had multiple properties and I was traveling all over the world. I had all these things. It was like the golden handcuffs because it wasn't where, where I was supposed to be. And then my soul was trying to get me out of it to go in a different path and just trusting that trusting that 
you, I think a lot of people think if they answer the call of their soul and heal and change and get out of their comfort zone, things aren't going to be as good as it is where they have it. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, and I'm sure you are too. It's way better than I ever, 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 ever could have imagined. Ever, ever. Yeah. By saying yes to my soul and healing. Exactly. When we bring ourselves back into wholeness and we realize that we are the creator of our life. We can create with any energy, you know, for the most part, we've all been creating from shame and blame and guilt and doubt and worry and fear and lack, and, because that's where the darkness pulls our attention mm -hmm. into the, I'm not okay. There's not enough. The, the future is looking bleak. You're going to get sick. You better get it before it gets you, you know, and we just live from that state. So we just keep creating the same thing. So. When we learn to look in a different direction, we start to realize there's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with our bodies. And we are the creators. And we can create from joy and ease and comfort and, and curiosity and confidence. And when we create from those energies, we get a completely different life. Yeah. And it's, in, it's incredible. And then, you know, I think when you start to take those leaps, right, I'm sure you've seen this for yourself too, is, you know, we have to have resiliency for this life because there's always obstacles and challenges. But when you start to realize that that thing, that's the resistance or that thing that's coming into your reality is part of the redirection of whatever is happening, you start to relax in your nervous system. You start to trust that everything that's happening is just part of the, like even the bad things that seem like they're like oh this this is does this doesn't feel good it's like yeah but what if that's the very thing that's leading you back home to yourself even more that's to, you know so it's kind of like we we get to like even rewire our relationship to resistance in the darkness and to start to see in our like you know rewire in our nervous system so we're not going into like a full blown panic in our minds of like, oh, this is happening because it's taking, it's, it's leading me somewhere, you know? And, and then emotionally to like redirect our feelings of like, instead of hanging out in the fear of like, something's wrong, like trusting I'm, I'm, I'm on my path. I know where I'm going. I'm going to stay in my feel good state and I'm going to allow, accept and embrace whatever's happening. So, and I'm going to redirect it. I'm just going to go with the energy and manage this, not all that, you know, and I think life becomes a lot more simple that way. Absolutely. Simplicity is where it's at. You know, when we start to expand our consciousness and we start clearing out those dark patterns, those, the, sh the shame, the fear, the doubt, the worry, you know, which are really, really magnetic. They're really sticky energies. And yeah. it's really hard to see beyond them. But once we learn to start clearing those things out, it's like life becomes kind of easy breezy. It kind of becomes fun. <laughs> and we start to be able to consciously create rather than unconsciously react. And everything starts to change. Michelle says, so true, such a great reminder to ask questions when you need it. Be present. You will always get the answers. It's so true, you know, and most of us just simply ask the questions, what's wrong with me and why is this happening to me? Well, mm -hmm. you really, truly don't want those answers. Those are not the answers you're looking for. No, because you're, you're, yeah, you're magnetizing more of the lack. Exactly. It's like we have to ask better questions, just like you were saying, you know, what do I need to know to change this? That's like a super powerful question. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm certified in this thing called futuring. My mentor is Yvonne Delafort. I want to give her credit, but there's a way of asking questions that is empowering. And it's basically like you think about what it is that you 
whatever it is that you want to do or that you need uh, clarity information about, you ask the question. And then at the end, you always say even more so than I'm already doing now. So you always have to take credit and be in the gratitude of like, I'm working on this, but open me up to like, what are the other possibilities? Because the future is a blank canvas of possibilities and potentialities. And when you start to heal, you start, it gets really fun. Like you're saying, because then you're like, well, I want this or better. Like, it's kind of like when you start to play in the realms of energy and what's possible and you ask the right questions, you start to trust that life is literally, you're dancing with life. You know, source is going to bring you, you know, if you're, if you're focused on something, there'll even be so many synchronistic events that will show you you're on the right path. You don't have to question long. The answers come. You just have to be still and paying attention. And in this busy, distracted life, it's hard for some people, but, you know, that's why we have to have our, you know, these practices of whatever meditation walks, whatever we do, but the answers come. The questions are like literally opening a doorway of possibility. Every time you ask them, if you ask from an empowered space. Exactly. You know, when we start to realize that, that we are creating in every moment, you know, we start to realize like, wait a minute, what would I like to create? What, what energies would I like my future to encompass? You know, some freedom, some ease, some joy, some lightness, some lightheartedness, some fun. It's like, well, you have to be able to have those energies. You have to be able to project, emit those energies in order for that future to come back you know what living in this crazy society the this inverted matrix that we've been in we have been so programmed for you know get it before it gets you look for the disease look for cancer look for all of this look for it look for it look for it and then we just create look at all the look at all the creating we have done around disease like let's turn our let's turn our attention in the opposite direction let's start looking at the well-being and the health and the happiness that is equally available and gratitude exactly for all the things that are going right you know I told my little daughter that last night because she was upset about something and I said you know it's okay to be upset. And I said, it's okay that there's things that are not going right for you. And I said, but there's many things that are. And I said, that's where we're going to focus. We're going to have gratitude because that will help bring to you more of what you want, you know, because it's true. We just are, we, we've got to pivot, you know, and I think a lot of us, you know, when you're, we were talking about, you can't serve two masters at one time, you're talking about the, your soul essences and the potentials of the future. And, you know, to create and manifest the future that you want, you don't even, you have to more know how you want to feel, right? Like the things that you want to feel, because that high feeling state will attract in many doors of possibility, but so many people are focused on their past and what has happened and how they were the victims of it and all these kind of things that they're literally weighed down. So it's like, we get to choose, like, am I going to like continue to you know, focus on the darkness and the wounds and the this and the that. And I, I really believe that, you know, in our society, if you even see it from a therapeutic perspective, like so much of the work is on the inner child and healing the inner child, which is fantastic. But I believe a huge body of the work should be about your like wise self, like your, the, the future self that's already gone through all the things that's already healed, that already has all the frequencies of what you want and start talking to her or him and heal that way too not just heal like oh I got to go back and fix all these things yes you do and there's this other aspect of you you know your inner elder that's like oh we've already got this figured out let me show you how you you know like what you want to feel so that you can start to like elevate because there's healing coming back to yourself and then there's elevation and expansion. And that's when it gets so fun. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You know, and I also look at the inner child as the soul, that pure, pristine, unconditional love, that, that part that has 
is, is unadulterated. I love that. You know, like mm -hmm. when you think about it, we are the soul in a physical body. And any newborn, you look at that newborn baby, mm. and what do you see? All you see is love. Pure light. Right? Purity, mm -hmm. innocence, pure potential, love. Everybody's heart opens, almost everybody's heart opens when they see that newborn, they hold that newborn baby or the puppy or the kitten, right? So it's like that is who we truly are, that pure, pristine, unconditional love. Yes. So I look at it as that's the soul, that inner child, you know, and we were that until that first wound when it's like, whoa, what just happened here? Wait a minute, maybe it's not safe. And we start shutting down, we start closing off the heart well, wait a minute, I need to protect this part of myself so that the rest of the world doesn't get it. But then when we close it off, then we actually don't have access to that part of ourselves anymore either. So true. So true. And I think it, what you're saying is if people could, even that small discernment of, am I living right now? Am I showing up in this situation or in my life with an open heart or a closed heart? that right there will inform you of a lot because we do we it's a practice it is a practice to keep our hearts open and stay vulnerable in those spaces and places where in the past we would have shut down yeah. and I but think it changes your life that that the word be the being vulnerable people don't understand the power in that they think that being vulnerable is like, oh no, I'm going to get attacked. I'm going to get killed. You know, this isn't safe to be vulnerable. But vulnerability is our ability to be open and to allow everything to come at us and just simply move through us. That vulnerability is that like that pure, unconditional love where we can just let down all the defenses. And, you know, when we, as long as we have our defenses up, there's something to push against. Yeah. There's something to defend against. So anytime any energy comes and we put up a, a defense, it's like, bam, there's resistance there. But in that, ability to be vulnerable it's like the ability to take down all those walls so that when the energies come they just they move through there's nothing to push against there's nothing to resist so really i look at vulnerability as our superpower oh yeah it's a strength it's a full-blown strength and you're right it it won't stick to anything it'll just move and I think what what else is a superpower with it too is that when you start to really love yourself, you can handle, you have the resiliency to live with an open heart and trust yourself and have boundaries and all the things that allow you just to show up full heartedly, you know, open heartedly, however you want it full on to life. And that's when life gets so juicy. Exactly, because law of attraction is working 24-7. So when we're open and vulnerable and trusting and confident and happy, then life shows up to reflect that. It sure does. Life attracts like, like creates like. Yes, so, it does. Yeah. Yes, Wow, this has been such a spectacular conversation. I so, so love this, you know, starting out looking at the darkness and, and how that dark has seduced all of us into believing that there's a pill for that and that you're not okay. And, you know, to look for the, look for the problems and it's like, look at the society that that has created and now as we start to realize like we are the creators it's up to us to create whatever we desire you know if we've created some disease well we can just as easily uncreate it and create something better 
Creating health that. and creating disease are equally easy. <laughs> That's a beautiful way to say that. Yeah. It's like the difference between anticipating the bad or anticipating the good. I always told my clients, anticipate the good or the great. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Expect wonderful. Yeah. Expect <laughs> miracles. Exactly. Expect life to work out for you always. And it will. Yeah. You know, when we think about it at the soul level, soul and source are one and the same. Instant manifestation is literally the name of the game. Like when we're fully connected, we have all the power we could possibly ever need. We can just simply create out of our joy. And there's no resistance. When there is no resistance, the creation just shows up like virtually instantaneously. I love that because it's the same thing you're saying about vulnerability. There's nothing to block it. Exactly. Grace, you know, can come in and miracles and potentialities can come in when you're just open to it. Nothing's blocking it. So things can happen faster and quicker than you can ever even imagine when you're in that state. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So recognizing that we are the soul. We cannot be not the soul. So we cannot be not okay. The soul is perfect all the time. Our bodies are perfect all the time. They're always operating exactly the way they're designed to. So when we start to own our inherent perfection and we start to operate from the, our own true beingness, the inner being, who we mm. truly are, we start to operate from the love and the divine perfection and the I'm okay. And we start to reflect and attract greatness. A hundred percent. Very well said. Beautifully said. <laughs> Don Al, this has been just absolutely spectacular. I'm so grateful that you've chosen to come and be here with us this morning. Thank you. So many people. Rochelle says such a great conversation to start the day. Love to mm -hmm. you both. Michelle Love says you. super souls. Um uh, Rochelle saying, yes, the inner elder, the one who we forget to talk to as well. Right? Mm -hmm. And she says, I've done a lot of work with Don L. Davis. She has helped me so much and reminded me of who I am. Thank you. <laughs> Great. So everyone, thank you so much for joining us for another Solution Sunday, where the soul is the solution. There are so many ways to be healthy and happy in this world. We do not have to live it with disease and despair and destruction. It is time for us to open up our consciousness to realize the divine perfection that is already here, the well-being within that soul that you are. So we, we really invite you to come and work with either one of us come and work with both of us come to find the person that's right for you wherever they are in the world if you need assistance to to shift your consciousness so that you can start to open up to the soul you truly are and Don L, how do people reach you if they would like to reach out to you? So if they want to find me on social media, I'm under Don L Davis and L is not the letter L, it's E-L-L-E. -L -L -E, so Don L Davis. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and um, my new website's going to be coming out soon, which is the same thing, donldavis.com. So you can just, you can type it in, you'll get my old website right now, but that you can find me through Don L Davis. Beautiful. If you are watching on YouTube, that the link will be in the in the show notes. If you're listening on Connecting You to You Radio, the notes, the links will be in the show notes. And if you are watching on Facebook Live, we will be putting the links in the chat. So thank you so much, Donnell. I hope you will come back and visit with us again sometime. This has been really spectacular. That was a pleasure, Lisa. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. And Rochelle, thank you for connecting the two yes, of us. Yes, Rochelle, thank you so much, <laughs> always. 
All right, so I won't keep you all much longer this morning. Thank you all for joining us. Until next week, create for yourselves a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit ConnectingYouToYou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.